It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind it's the Benz Panani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Well, what is it that you need to hear? Well, I'm having a baby, having a baby. Yeah. Congratulate. <laughs> I'm laughing because Brent was in the background, nodding his head. <laughs> Congratulations to me Congratulations to us all Um, A new baby boy Will be in the world Soon enough Um, Yeah it's exciting times People were betting People were betting My mum and my brothers Like my mum swore up and down She was like I had a dream And I saw that there was a little boy Carrying my bags from the market And I looked at her like So already you've decided for my child That what the child will be doing Is carrying a bag from the market But okay fine And my brothers were like No 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 it's a girl Um, But yeah It's a boy Well that's what we know We don't know how people want to identify But that's what we know so far The gender is male Or the sex rather is male Um, But yeah before I just launch into all of that um, This is me Kelechi in the place to be Welcome, welcome, welcome to SYM Welcome to another episode of SYM Officially known as Say Your Mind Unofficially known as What What? That's right Suck your mum Yes So we're here There's so much to talk about There's so much to talk about Especially since um, You know, the on last week Monday I put up the um, the, the pregnancy post on, on Instagram And you all saw the Empress card And that was a project that was so close to my heart Like I was so excited to do that To make that, to do that photo project with uh, Linda Barker Yeah um, And she's she's just She's just amazing She's just really, really um, She's just really I'm sorry I said Linda Barker Linda Blacker What's wrong with my mind? You're going to have to get used to it Because my mind's just being all over the place But Linda Blacker, Linda Blacker, Linda Blacker Is um, amazing She's an amazing photographer Fine art photographer And I was very specific that I wanted a fine art photographer And I had this image in my head That I wanted to recreate the Empress card Because actually it was when I was doing tarot, uh, tarot card pulls for myself That the Empress card kept coming up And I was just like, hmm this is about fertility and Venus and and birthing something. Could it be a pregnancy on the horizon? And then Leona Nicole Black did a reading and it was the same thing. The card that she pulled um, was um, Empress as well. So I was just like, hmm. And then soon after it was just like, yeah, it's the baby. Um, and I'm just really, really thankful. Thank you for everybody who has um, prayed about this, who has just been so, so supportive and loving um, to all the people. Well, I can't even say to all the people, to the very, very few people, like the random people that left the message on the previous post about the miscarriage. Like, look at God, look at God. You wish people bad and then and then look at God, you know. It is what it is. Um, we just have to thank God, thank God in all things. Um 
So yeah, thank you for all your all of your prayers. I know that so many people were so emotional on Monday seeing the post, and so many people were emotional who have seen me out and about because I've got my um, I usually have my baby on board badge on when I'm like on public transport and stuff. But we'll talk about how wearing that badge and being a black woman is actually an extreme sport when you're trying to get a seat on the tube. But whatever. Um, so yeah, it's 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 been a really really. Trying time It's been a major, major time And that's partly why I decided to bring the podcast back When I found out about the um, pregnancy Or when the pregnancy was confirmed um, You know, late December I, I wanted to bring the podcast back Because I thought to myself that in life There has to be we have to round things off Like it, it felt It did unsettle me And if that's the, If that's the way That the story went Then that's the way That the story went But it did unsettle me That you know We had that experience We talked about that experience And then I just persevered Was consistent Kept doing my thing Being determined Really being introspective Going to my therapy sessions And really talking through um, You know That grief And that loss um, And so it's nice to, to To be able to share something Beautiful with those people that I felt like were really, really supportive during that time. Um, and yeah, there's there's so much to talk about, but I don't want this to be a mumpreneur kind of podcast. Um, I don't even want a sort of mumpreneur kind of um Instagram or social media page where everything is um based on being a mummy. I mean, big up the people who do have that and that's what they're doing, but um the same way I like to keep my relationship private. Same way it'll be with this um, child Like everything's private It's my I just don't I just I just feel like there's certain things That I just don't want to share In that regard But back to the photo uh, Back to the photo Linda Blacker Amazing, amazing photographer Big up Rotti Rotti was the person who did my makeup She's um, at Rant MUA um, Great, great Fantastic I love Rotti so much Because she's just so punctual So professional And so lovely Like we have the best time Whenever she does my makeup And she's doing my makeup Later on this week By the time you listen to this Because I'm co-hosting The Screen Nation um, TV and Film Awards So that should be exciting I wonder who The stars that are going to be there Um, So I'll be co-hosting that I don't know what my dress is going to look like I really don't want to look like a sack of potatoes But let's see Let's keep our fingers crossed So yeah, though that's that, that's the main thing Like, I'm really happy with the image um, The Empress card means a lot to me And this is the year of the Empress And I just, yeah, I just felt like That's what I wanted to channel Like um, really just reminding myself Reminding the world that I'm a bad bee And and walking in that light Walking in that glory um, There were so many messages And I don't even feel like I've really gotten back to everyone But there were some messages That I just felt like You know what There's a lot of emotion here um, A lot of baggage here That's not for me So I've kind of distanced myself From kind of responding to those things Because I just want to relish happiness Which isn't something that I'm very used to So I want to just, you know, do that Um so it's, yes, it's just it's just nice to be able to talk about these things without worrying about um, oh should I say something now should I not? I had a major thing with my mum as well because you know Nigerian mums Yoruba mum she was like oh Kilichi don't go and announce this pregnancy because witches and wizards ah, they are everywhere please 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 and I you know I talked about it in therapy and I think that there's something that we need to do in our generations as um, Nigerian women or just um, as a black women across the board where um 
we have to start like taking ourselves away from from certain uh, belief systems or system, yeah, belief systems that work for or that that shielded our parents, our grandparents, and things like that. Not to disrespect them, not to say that they're not important. They're definitely, definitely important, and there's a time and place to talk about things. Um, but talking about it in therapy, I was just like, yeah, you know, I want to make this announcement at some point, but my mom's like, don't, don't say anything, wait for the child to be born, then you can post and this and that. And I just think like, yeah, but what's the point? Because, you know, I didn't announce anything with the first pregnancy. Look how that went, you know, like you, you can't, it's like what Brene Brown and Oprah were saying about rehearsing tragedy. There's no point in rehearsing tragedy because you're just making yourself sad all of the time. Just live your best life and whatever happens, happens. And and you could just pray that the humanity of people will shine through regardless. So talking about in therapy, I was just like, no, I, I'm, it's my decision and I will make an announcement because the same, um, you know, God that protected Serena, even with the fuckeries that happened at the hospital, that protected Beyonce and protects like millions of women will protect me. And I'm just not going to wait till afterwards because I'm not going to help embolden this narrative and this superstition that, oh my God, um, you know, evil people, witches and all of these people are everywhere because, um, and you, you know, these bad energies are everywhere because at the end of the day, bad energies are everywhere all of the time. Bad energies don't want me to win all of the time. Yeah, I'm still out here winning, but bop 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 so it is what it is you know what's for you like what what god has said is for you no any stinky person can 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 come to put that asunder really and you've just got to believe in that you've really wholeheartedly got to hold on to that so um yeah it's it's a major theme for me like breaking certain traditions and things um to, to serve myself and to be autonomous and whatever happens, knowing that I can take that accountability and that responsibility, that that's the choice that I made. And it is where it is. You know, I respect those people who are just like, no, I'm not announcing anything until the baby arrives because rare, rare, rare. Cool. Do you. But for someone who the kind of person I am, I try to be, you know, as transparent as is safe and possible. And it was weird even doing all the other podcast episodes and missing out that piece of information. I mean, I would allude to it time to time because I'd go to say something and I'm like, no, actually you can't talk about that now. And it actually takes the stress off me as well. Like when I told my students, um, you know, when I was teaching pole dance and twerk and stuff, again, it took the strain off me because these men are wondering why isn't she spotting us? Cause usually they, they, they are so lazy when it comes to spotting each other um, that I usually have to go in and spot them. But you are, your legs are flying about. You're not controlling your core. You could kick me at any time. So then it had to be the point where I'm just like, look, I'm not spotting you anymore. And if you decide that you want to break your head, you can break your head unless you all start working together to spot each other. That's how this is going to run from now. Um, and my, my, therapist had to have a talk with me because even when I told my advanced poll students about the pregnancy I didn't tell them outright I w- they were doing squats and their squats were pissing me off because you know you want to be this great pole dancer but why aren't you breaking parallel with these squats get your ass the fuck down get your ass down and so I remember doing the squats with them at the same time and going I'm pregnant and I'm getting down get down and they were like uh, 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 did, did she just um Yeah. And so I told my therapist about that and she was just like, but why couldn't you just tell them in a, in a straightforward way? Why did it have to be that? 
And so we started talking about that more, how my, I'm just very guarded as a person and I just don't indulge really in those sort of things. And again, I think that it's again a defense mechanism because you don't want to admit to yourself that you're happy. So you dress it up in this way that stops other people from being able, you're, you're, you're robbing other people of the chance to be happy with you and for you. Um, and she said, it's not fair. It's really, really not fair to do that to people. And it's not fair to do it to yourself, but it's not fair to do it to other people as well. So that's why it was good to have the Empress photo shoot to announce it in a way that allowed for everybody else to celebrate. And I didn't realize that that many people would come along and celebrate with me. And it's been really, really beautiful, like really, really beautiful to see. And I mean, there's been some dramas, um, along the way, mainly because, um, you know, I wanted to, have a doula I wanted to have a doula so I contacted um one girl um I want to pronounce her name as Zachi Brewster um Z-A-C-H-I Brewster um I contacted her she was my first choice because I just liked her energy from seeing her page um I liked her website so I contacted her um and I contacted another like three two or three other doulas just in case to see who was available because after my experience with the um, miscarriage I just thought that it would be nice to you know it would be nice to have someone there to advocate for you and kind of keep you cool and calm and things like that so um, she was lovely my whole interaction with her was lovely in the end um, my partner and I decided against a doula but that wasn't because she's you know she's not great it was just the other thing that happened so I saw a post um, the other week that was put up by um, Candice about, um, she did an interview with the BBC and it was talking about um, the mortality rates of black women, you know, giving birth, uh, how it's disproportionately high. I think, what, seven times more? We mentioned it in the sex education. Um, let's talk about a sex episode that I did with um, Annabelle, Dr. Annabelle Shoemimo uh, last week. Um we mentioned it there, but it's disproportionately high for black mothers and Asian women as well in comparison to white women. So she was doing this and then she credited someone. And I just thought, wow, this woman's really out here talking about, yeah, we've got to color maternity, whatever, whatever. We've got to talk about how black women are are, um, are treated when it comes to maternity and rare, rare, rare. So this same person, the same doula who happens to train a lot of the other doulas, um, I contacted her. She wasn't my first choice that she was, but I contacted her and I was just like, oh, boom, I'd really like you to be involved in my pregnancy journey. Just wanted to find out your rates, blah, 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 blah. I'm speaking to some other doulas, but yeah, I'd like to find out your availability and your rates. And she messaged back. I'm going to actually read the message word for word because the wildness of it um, still blows my mind. Um, And this is, again, it's important because it's another thing that I spoke with my um, therapist about. So I messaged her and she said, Hi, Kalechi, congratulations on your pregnancy. You may not remember, but we met a while back at a supper club. I'm not sure that we can work together as when we met, you were hosting the table that I was on. It wasn't a a pleasant experience for me as you shut me out of the conversation and ignored me for the rest of the evening. Doula-client relationships are quite intimate and they need to be filled with trust. So on this occasion, I'm going to have to decline, wishing you a a peaceful birth. So I first read that and I was just like, Huh? Let me tell you first, for context, 
the last time I hosted, like I hosted a conversation at a table at a supper club was three and a half years ago. Three and a half years ago is when I hosted a conversation at a table at a supper club. And I don't remember ever meeting this woman. Like I do not remember hand on heart. And you know, I would tell you if I do not remember meeting this woman, it's only after she said it. And I went on her Instagram page and I looked at her pictures and I was like, vaguely remember seeing somebody, but I've met so many people over the years as my platform has been growing. I can't remember what kind of conversation we would have had. But when I thought about it more, I was just like, we were on this long as fuck table, right? Um, At this supper club. And I was meant to host a conversation at the table that I was at. And one of two things could have happened because she's a much, much, much older woman, same age as probably older than my mum. She might have made a comment about the fact that I teach twerking and pole dancing that I must have probably looked at her and thought, you know what? I'm not even going to, I'm not going to let me mind my business. Um, Or I'm a very shy person. And that's what really um, aggravates me about the way that black people, especially black women interact with other black women, um, especially when people see me in um, public um, after listening to the podcast or following my tweets or following me on Instagram and watching my stories and things like that. I think they seem to think that I'm this loud, like brash person. And that's not to say that those aren't aspects of my personality, but me as a person, generally, I'm very shy. Like I'm not going to jump into conversations with you straight away until I felt your energy out. So although I was hosting, allegedly hosting the conversation at this table, um, everyone was talking amongst themselves. I don't think I was even saying that much generally that there was a couple, no, there was a man sitting next to me who happened to be um, part of uh, the couple that do um, this travel blog called um, Dip your toes in. I think I was talking to him quite a bit and uh, maybe someone who was immediately opposite me, but generally no. But I read it and I was just like, you have a choice in this situation. You can message this woman back and be like, fam, you're on one. I don't know what you're talking about. Or you could just um, just give her the kindness that she clearly needs because she was holding on to this fucking thing for three and a half years, something that you don't remember happening and you don't remember it going the way that she said it went. Um, so I responded to her and I was just like, hello, thank you for responding. Even after having that, um, having that experience, I apologize as I don't remember, but wholeheartedly take accountability for that experience. I appreciate you being kind enough to let me know. Thank you. I read it to my therapist expecting her to be like, well done, Kalechi. I am, my therapist doesn't speak like that. She'd probably like clap me in my throat for, for impersonating her in that way. But I just expected her to be like, thank you. Like, well done, Kalechi. Well done. Well done for, you know, addressing that. And it shows such maturity. And she was just like, but why did you take accountability for something that you don't remember happening? And I was like, well, fam, if I don't remember it happening and she's held on to it for so long, claiming that it happened in that way, um, I just, that's not how I operate. It's not how I operate So already reading it I don't feel like it sounds like me But if that is what The experience that she had Then I can only give her What she's clearly looking for And be like "All right, I take accountability for it And because my therapist Knows of this woman Very well My therapist was just like Maybe consider Even in the abstract term Even without knowing her But she was like Maybe consider That people believe Some certain people believe That the entire world Is shutting them out Maybe that's the thing so it wasn't even necessarily something directly um, 
you know, relating to her. But she was just like, just consider that because you can't keep like taking ownership of the baggage that other people have. And oftentimes you need to remember that the way that people interact with you is based from a, they can only meet you as far as they have traveled themselves. And so she's projecting onto you from where she is at in her emotional growth. And it's just funny to me that she's lauded as this mother of doulas, black doulas in the UK. How can you say to someone, congratulations on your pregnancy? You may not remember, but let me tell you how rare, rare, rare. Fam, do you think if I remembered, I would have fucking contacted you? Do you think if I remembered, I would be that like, say, like sadistic to like holler at you and be like, oh, I want you to be part of all of this that's happening. And I know that she was aware of the uh, miscarriage previously because um, the doctor mummy, um, Rhea, uh, Dr. Rhea, she has mentioned it in a talk that they were on the same panel for. So, you know, you're aware of the miscarriage and you still sent that to, to be what? To be vindictive? Like, I've got to put it out there that there is a, there are a lot of older black women that don't like me and they don't like me based on the fact that they haven't reconciled whatever it, the dryness that's in their pussy. They have not reconciled it and therefore they're projecting onto me for no fucking reason. I definitely believe in a black, um, as I'm always saying, like radical black business ownership. If you don't want to do something, you don't have to fucking do it. But think about the way that you're coming across to people. It would have been so easy because also I specified the month that I would be requiring a doula. It would have been so easy to be like, thank you for contacting me. I'm not available in that month and kept it pushing. No, you wanted to lay your baggage on the table as a big, big woman. You wanted to lay your baggage on the table at your big, big fucking age. That's what you wanted to do. That's a bit mad. It's it's, it's a bit mad still. But I had to really take in what um, my therapist was saying and that idea that, just because you're out here trying to do all of this like emotional growth and evolve as a spiritual being doesn't mean that you should now lie down on the floor for people to come and step on your head. For what reason? So she was like, as much as I think that it's mature, that you did say that, that you tried to take accountability in that moment. If in your heart of hearts, it did not feel true to the person that you you are and the kind of thing that you would do, nah, nah. I wouldn't have. And so she's out here going, oh, the maternity rates of rare, rare, rare and rare tear tear are so high. And, you know, we all need to come together as sisters to, to, to do this and to do that. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, you're sending your sisters trash messages because of how you allegedly felt about something ages ago. Like, so what, you would have been 54 them times, yeah? 54. And at 54 years old, you don't know how to navigate a situation with, with a baby girl. With a baby girl, you do not know how to navigate those sorts of situations. I promise you I didn't shut anyone out because if I'm being um, if I'm there, if I'm at places in a professional capacity, I do what I'm there to do. But she had decided and I think that certain um older black women they tend to feel that way about me because I come with this energy like Aries is my rising sign, so I appear in places to be like confident and like almost dominate the space, but that's not what I go there to do. I'm just trying to live as wholly as me as possible. And that's not even to say that around them times I didn't have my own personal struggles that I was dealing with, but I don't think I would have projected it um, in that manner, not, not in a place where we're eating jollof rice and pepper soup. But anyway, my point is that she felt intimidated and decided that I'd shut her out. What I said, I think that the 
conversation that tends to happen when I speak with older black women sometimes is, oh, I could never have been like you when I was younger. Oh, I wish I'd da 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 da. Oh, I wish I'd da 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 da. So in me, they see the things that they'd wish they'd done. But from the time that you're still alive, get get it the fuck done. Get it done and and leave me alone. That's all there is to it. But I needed to share that because it was really weighing on my spirit. And I just thought, how dare you be out here um, saying that you're out, you know, you, you want black women to have safer births and rare, 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 but you're sending very vindictive messages, wild messages um, via email in a professional capacity. Um, that should be in a professional capacity, but it's clearly not. So after my partner and I like read that message and we're like, nah, she's wild. For the fact that she's trained a lot of the other doulas, uh, black doulas in the UK, we were like, nah, forget it. No doulas for us. And even when I speak to my therapist about it, she was like, consider the fact that you're paying someone, you're essentially paying someone about £1,500 to be your mate, to be your friend. I was like, when you say it like that, you make me sound sad. But she was like, you don't, you know, doulas are very, very effective and, and they, they do definitely, um, add to the birth experience. But if you've got close friends or you've got family that can make you feel equally comfortable and advocate for you, it's probably best to go with them because, you know, essentially this person meets you twice and then they, they're there on the day of, or, or, or night of you giving birth and that's it. And then you've parted with that much money for what? For for a simulated uh, sense of closeness. And she was like, nowadays, most most um, hospitals don't even allow doulas in because they've been moving mad previously in how they're very combative with um, um, combative with um, the medical staff at the hospital. So some hospitals don't allow for doulas to even come in. So you've even got to check if your hospital would allow that. So I'm di- I'm discovering things, a lot of things, and they're extremely wild to me. But I said I was going to talk about this at some point, and I'm glad I've had this chance now to talk about it. And I'd like to rewind all the way to, uh, was it January? I can't remember when exactly. But um, those who follow me on Instagram will remember that I was at Superdrug, uh, super drugs one day in the evening trying to buy um, my multivitamins and I think I must have mentioned it I think I mentioned it on a podcast but I was trying to buy my multivitamins and um this black security guard started following me around only me the moment I walked in started following only me around and it pissed me off and I was just like don't follow me and then he went on this mad rant like I can follow who the fuck I want yeah I can do what I want because da, 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 da. and I'm like I, this is how you're allowed to speak to people um in this setting I think someone sent me a message a little while ago inviting me to one super drug event the way that I aired the message because I just thought the way the the amount of trauma that was caused that day why the fuck would I ever want to be anywhere near super drug or any of their events that they can do that they're doing they could go fuck themselves um so that was happening do you know the vitamins that I was buying I was buying my pregnancy vitamins that's what I was there to buy which are essential as they tell us in the um, in, in the beginning stages of a pregnancy these things are essential I went to just go and buy some more because I'd run out and this man was moving mad and I didn't end up getting them that night I had to wait till no I think I went to then Asda because Asda was open late so I had to go to Asda very late after teaching to then go and purchase it so these are the vibe, like when we talk about like 
the intricacies you want to talk about the mortality rates of like black women um during childbirth and things like that and how it's disproportionate to white women but consider that these little things happen as well um in, and 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 how they can in, lead to complications i simply go in to buy the vitamins that you told me i need to have a healthy child only for a security guard to follow me around i turn around to the security guard and be like fam don't follow me around he starts going off on a wild one the white um, duty manager or supervisor then goes no i don't want to serve you i don't want to serve you because i don't like the the fact that you're using terms like racist and racism I, i don't like those words i don't like it we we follow everyone around i said well i'd like to see video footage of the people that you specifically follow around because i have a funny feeling i have a funny feeling that it's mostly black and um Asian people South Asian people So I would like to see That footage Well no That's not what we're Talking about right now Well it is what we're Talking about Because you just brought it up And said that you follow Everyone So I'd like to see The everyone that you're Following When especially Since I know that So many white people Jumped in my mentions And jumped in my DMs On that day to be like You're telling all of the truths I've been that white girl Who's gone and stolen things From the shops And I knew that They'd never stop me Because they don't expect me To be doing that That they'd leave me to it Um, Another white woman Was like her back went off because the tag wasn't taken off when she was leaving a store but it was a black man that they stopped and she was like no 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 it's my bag it's my bag and a black security guard was like no we don't search people like you so it's a definite reality it's these things are a definite reality so you want to talk to me about all of the um the, the the things the factors that could contribute to black women having more complicated births you have don't just look at the medical practices look at the day-to-day look at the things that happen to them on a day-to-day basis and then come back to me about these facts and figures because your stats are bullshit unless you're actually talking to black women so they can tell you about the things that they actually experience in their day like trying to buy fucking vitamins how about that um so it feels like the pregnancy special but you know i had to get all of these things out so we can move forward as we usually do living our best lives and i just have a feeling that this episode is going to be long i hope not um so yeah so, so there was the um the vitamins and um, the doula and I think that that's mainly it um, And I guess the other thing A word to the wise A word is enough for the wise Isn't that what they say Don't send me unsolicited advice You should know me by my If you don't know me by now I'll cuss your motherfucking clot If you send me Anything that I didn't ask about yeah, wow, that was a moment of inspiration. Thank you, Jehovah. Um, yeah, don't send me anything. Don't send me anything. Because I, I think that um, mummies are very, very good at sliding in unsolicited um, unsolicited advice in the maddest ways. Like they'll sneak it in in ways and you're like, but I just told you, don't, don't give me any advice. Go away. If I need any advice, I will ask you. If I haven't asked you, Shut the fuck up I know that you want to share But every pregnancy is different Every woman is different So leave me alone Um and I say that because um, people were sending me long messages going, oh, and, you know, two people, I think two or three people sent me a message about um, St. Thomas's Hospital going, oh, they're, they're brilliant. They've got a fantastic unit. You should consider having a child there. What St. Thomas's that I had the miscarriage at, that I had to um, email and, 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 and do parliamentary ombudsman. I should go there. If you don't, if you don't know me like that, don't address me like that. 
Like just don't Like you, if, you, if you don't even follow The things that I do In that much depth Don't come and give me any Advice that I didn't ask for Go away Go away Because you're likely To piss me off And then if you piss me off Then I block you And I just don't want us To get to that point So just don't If I need any, um, any advice I will ask Otherwise Yeah Leave it so that's that. Anyway, let's get back to our regular programming. I just thought I'd share all of those things, get all of those things out of the way and then continue, continue, continue. So tarot, let's do tarot. The cards that I pulled from the tarot deck today to talk to us on a collective vibe. The first card was the Eight of Swords. And so in the Crystal Banner deck, we see the Eight of Swords as a mannequin with... um. Um, the eight swords Almost as if they're a dress Around her legs So they kind of stop her From being able to move Or stop this mannequin From being able to move And then the second card Was the queen of cups The queen of cups In reverse So what I feel like I'm getting here Is that Some of us are in denial Some of us are in denial About the true power of um, giving back to ourself and the true power of of happiness and fulfillment. Um, some of us have con- con- like convinced ourselves that we, oh, I don't need love right now. I don't need love. I don't need human connection right now because you know I'm trying to get this bag. I'm trying to secure this bag. You know that's my focus. I'm trying to get this promotion or I'm trying to get this book deal or you know I'm trying to book this um, j- um this role. Um, We've convinced us Or you know I'm I'm so happy Helping everybody else In my life Like it seems to be A very strong theme That keeps coming back um, Over and over again I'm happy Giving to everybody else And everything else In my life Even though I um, Don't feel fulfilled And I feel empty inside I just want to give To everybody else um, It's denial and it's, and it's something That when it comes To the eight of swords It's a mental block That you yourself Have put in place Nobody else Has put it in place For you You could literally Take off the blindfold You could literally Move the swords Out of the way And come out But you refuse to You've you've locked yourself Into a system of thinking That um That is just based on denial And based on the fact That you're trying to Convince yourself That you don't need much To survive You, just like every other beautiful plant on this fucking earth, deserve nourishment. You deserve sunlight. You deserve water. You deserve all of the nutrients. You too deserve. Stop closing your eyes. Stop turning away from the sunlight, especially since I think we would have had a glorious weekend in London, at least, of all this sunshine. And you're denying yourself of it because you're like, oh, you're depriving yourself of it because you're like, oh, I need to work or I need to do this or I need to do that. The most radical thing that you can do for yourself right now is to love on yourself. And it's okay to want to be happy. It's okay to want a job that, that that pays you well and that does this and does that. It's okay to um, aspire for things, but that doesn't mean you have to sacrifice your happiness. Anything that requires you to sacrifice your happiness, any family member, any person around you that requires you to sacrifice your happiness in order for them to flourish or for that thing to flourish isn't something that you need in your life because you're only going to be left depleted. So as the queen of cups, like literally you have all of the power to, to you know, and you're so confident to be able to fill everybody else's cup, but you're in denial about the fact that you're not, it's, that's not being reciprocated. And that needs to change. Um, the cards that I pulled from the sacred symbols deck, I pulled um, an anchor, it's shaped like an anchor. 
And it's um, number 22, Grounded. For number 22, Grounded, it says in the booklet, have you been feeling spacey, confused, or unable to focus? Drawing this card means your energy is scattered or you are not fully connected to your body. Time to reconnect with your physical body and its connection to the earth. Meditation, being outdoors, movement, and root vegetables uh, root vegetables can all help you feel more grounded. So that in itself is a lesson because that's what you're doing. Like in feeling like, oh, I've got to give to everybody else. I've got to do all of these things. You're, you're running away from your body and you're denying the things that your body and your spirit needs because you allegedly need to go and do all of these things for other people. You don't. Everyone else can look after themselves. Literally everyone can look after themselves because nobody in this life is indispensable. That's the one thing that my mum would tell me all the time. And I'd be like, la, 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 la. But it's so true. Like if you were, God forbid, something to happen to you today, there'll be somebody else that will take your spot in these people's lives to do the things that you're doing. So there's no amount of um, like... I want to use the word manipulation, but there's no amount that um, of manipulation, I guess, that you can do to carve um, a space that can solely be filled by you in their lives. No, because people will find ways where we're human beings who adapt to our environments. They'll find ways to move on without you. And you've just gone and given all of you. And now you're not here. Focus on you and let people look after themselves. And that's reinforced by the Say Your Mind affirmation card that I pulled, which says, happiness is my Ross Clark birthright. There is nothing you need to do or anybody you need to be in order to be deserving of happiness. It is your entitlement. It is your entitlement simply because you exist. Embrace it. And that's it. That's it. Some of you are um, in denial about the fact that if you weren't doing things for certain people, they wouldn't be interested in you. They wouldn't care about you being around. They, they, they like you being around because the amount of things that you give and you give and you give and you give. Um, And you're in denial about the fact that, you know what, maybe I should just go because they don't ever give anything back. And if I stopped giving tomorrow, they wouldn't give a shit about me. Your your happiness is not tied to them and it's not true happiness anyway, when all you're doing is giving to them and giving to them and not getting anything back. True friendships, true relationships have reciprocity and that is what you deserve. Happiness is all of our Ross Clark birthrights and you you don't have to be anyone special to to be deserving of that. You are deserving of that because you breathe in and you breathe the fuck out. So you go and get your things. Go and get your things that you rightfully deserve and give back to you in ways that you deserve, whether that's rest, you know, whether that's dance, whether that's just eating your fucking vegetables and drinking your water. Do the things that you need to do for you to make you the best you that you can be be bop. So that's the message from the tarot this week. Um, if that resonated with you, you guys need to be more vocal. Um, hashtag say your mind pod, holler at man. Let me know how you're getting on. Thank you to all the people who religiously every week um, are always tweeting um, 51 weeks later, them man there. I appreciate you um, greatly. Um, everyone who's all um, Who's always involved in that way I really, really appreciate you Sean, Sean's always um, tweeting um, By the cellar door Always tweeting So yeah, just get involved Get involved, peeps So anyway, let's move to Share your magnificence My magnificence for this week uh, My first magnificence for this week Is a South London girl Boop, boop, boop Candice Carty-Williams The author of Queenie 
Now I need you to know that this is not a sponsored post. Like I've done other sponsored book posts before. I paid my big, big money for this. I say big, big money. Um, I think it wasn't expensive, but you know, I paid my money for this is, is my point. Like it wasn't a proof copy or anything that was sent to me. Like I went out and, and well, I didn't go out. I went on Amazon Prime, pre-ordered and this book arrived on the 11th of April. We've got to stand. We've got to stand a South London woman who is a published author, a published author of a book that people are calling the 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 new Bridget Jones diary. And as much as I don't like black people's things being compared to white people's things, I I appreciate that because if we look at the cultural phenomenon that um, Bridget Jones actually was This means big things are gone This means that we might be getting a film Like a film out of this Like a movie a, a, a movie based on a South London girl Please don't cast Tandy Newton Or anyone of that ilk as Queenie Like I'd really want to see like a Like a black black girl You know that's what I'd like to see Like a dark skinned black girl You know with her braids doing bits That That's really what I'd like to see But whatever Um uh, Mallory Blackman So many people have said wonderful things about it um, I'll just read you a bit from it uh, Let's see what it says here So in the blurb it says Sometimes I feel frantic And I feel like everything has just spun out of control Out of my hands I don't know I feel a bit like for a while um, I've been carrying 10 balls of wool And one ball fell So I dropped another to catch it But still didn't catch it Then two more started to unravel And in trying to save those I lost another one Do you know what I mean? Meet Queenie Jenkins Journalist, catastrophist, expressive, aggressive Funny, dramatic, loved, lonely, enough A darkly comic and bitingly subversive take on life, love, race and family Queenie will have you nodding in recognition Crying in solidarity And rooting for an unforgettable character um, Yeah, it was twelve ninety nine. Um, Candice Carty-Williams is a marketer um, Author and journalist based in London Born in 1989 The result of an affair between a Jamaican cab driver And a Jamaican Indian dyslexic receptionist Candice worked in the media Before moving into publishing age 23 In 2016 Candice uh, created and launched The Guardian and the Fourth Estate BAME uh, Short Story Prize um, is a Penguin Books Right Now mentor And she also contributes regularly to Refinery29, Beat Magazine, The Guardian and ID Queenie is her first novel She can be found on Twitter at Candice C underscore W I'm so proud I don't, I don't know Candice personally But um, I'm just so proud I feel like this is um, this is just amazing So um, what I've been doing Because they suggest that you read to your baby So the baby knows your voice and things like that As unorthodox as it might seem I've been reading Queenie to the baby I mean yeah you can read like children's stories And I've bought like children's books And all of that stuff But I just wanted to read Queenie to the baby Because also as an actor I need to make sure I'm always practicing reading out loud Or sight reading um, As well For auditions and stuff Because sometimes They throw a script in front of you Or ask you to read a character That you haven't prepared for And you need to be able To sight read off the bat So it's actually helping With that as well But you know me I'm always finding Multiple reasons To, to do things So um, Let's see where I'll go to um, yeah, I'm only going to go from, chap- uh, from chapter one, page one to page two um, Because there's a funny bit that made me laugh right at the end of it So it says here, um, Queenie, she sent a text to someone and it says In the stirrups now, wish you were here, um, dot, dot, dot 
I locked my phone and carried on looking at the ceiling before unlocking it and sending a follow-up XX. That would prove to Tom that I wasn't as emotionally detached as he accuses me of being. Can you just bring your bottom right to the edge of the exam table? The doctor asked as I inched myself down closer to her face. Honestly, I have no idea how they do it. Deep breath, please. She said this a bit too cheerfully and with no further warning inserted what felt like the world's least ergonomic dildo into me and moved it around like a joystick. She placed a cold hand onto my stomach, pressing down every few seconds and pursing her lips every time I squealed. To divert my attention away from this manipulation of my insides, I checked my phone. No reply. So what do you do, Queenie? The doctor asked, glancing at my chart. Wasn't it enough that she could see literally inside me? Did she need to know about my day job? I work at a newspaper. I said, lifting my head up to make eye contact as it seemed like the polite thing to do. That's a fancy career. She pressed on, plunging her way back in. What do you do with the newspaper? I work at the Daily Read, the ouch culture section, listings and reviews and in the technology department, that makes sense, she said. I hoisted myself up on my elbows to correct her, but stopped when I saw how concerned she looked. I glanced at the nurse behind her who looked just as concerned and then back at the doctor. She still looked concerned. I couldn't see my own face, but guessed that my expression mirrored both of theirs. Hold on a tick. We're just going to... Ash, could you get Dr. Smith in here? The nurse bustled out. Many uncomfortable minutes passed until the nurse came back in with another doctor, a man who looked as standard as his surname would suggest. Let's get a closer look, Dr. Smith said, bending down and peering between my legs. What's wrong? Can you not find it? I asked, worried that the coil had maybe been absorbed into my womb the way I still worried that every tampon I'd ever inserted was still knocking about inside me. What do you think, Ray? The first doctor asked her colleague. We might need to get Dr. Ellison in here, you know? Dr. Smith replied, standing back up and putting his hands on his hips. You know, I saw a cleaner mopping up some sick in the hallway. Why don't we, why don't you get him in here to have a look as well? I asked all three hospital staff as they stared at the ultrasound image. Ha <laughs> look, the coil is in there, the original doctor said, pointing at a speck in on my on-screen uterus with the excitement of someone who just discovered a new planet. Relieved, I lay back on the examination table. But could you pop your clothes back on and have a seat in the waiting room? We just need to have a quick word and then we'll call you back in. I just thought it was interesting that Queenie looked at them and she's like, well, since you want to call everyone in to look at my entire pussy, why don't we just call the cleaner in here? Fam, let's just get, let's get everyone in here. You know, I saw the receptionist out front. Maybe she wants to have a look in my birth canal. Well, yeah, let's just get everyone. Let's just get everyone. But um, I'm really, I, I really like that. That's what caught me when I started reading. I like the humor straight off the bat, that very like, um, um, wry South London girl sort of humor. Like I, I really enjoyed that. So I'm really looking forward to reading the whole book, um, to myself and to baby. That'll be fun. Um, so Queenie, like big up Queenie. If you haven't got yourself a copy, it comes in various colors. Actually, I think there's orange, there's and blue, I think, as well as this pink. So yeah, pick it up. And I know that um, Candice did a talk with um, June Sarpong at the South Bank Centre, courtesy of Black Ballad uh, magazine. So just big up all the black girl magic surrounding this. 
Um, I, I, I stand, you know, I, I just stand a black queen, you know, and, and I think that this is wonderful. I think this is, this is what we need. And I hope that maybe at one point I'll get Candice on the show and she can talk us through her inspiration for the book and things like that. If she'll grace us with her pleasure, her pleasance, her presence. Um, and obviously my second show, Your Magnificence goes out to Beyonce, you know, imagine, look at the way that life turns around. I'm my show of magnificence. This might be the second time, actually. Um, my show of magnificence is Beyonce for Homecoming. Um, I watched uh, Beachella, so I watched the entire performance when it was first on last year. But I actually watched the Netflix um, documentary, and it was it's the most human I guess I've ever seen Beyonce, and it's her choice to share with us at this point aspects of herself. But when she said she was like two hundred and eighteen pounds. Um, you know, at the time of giving birth and then had to like retrain her body, eat no carbs, no bread, no sugar, no alcohol, no this, no that, no meat, no fish to get herself in shape for Beachella. I just thought, who has commitment levels to the to the level that Beyonce has it? Nobody. And that is why she is at the top where she is because she's willing to sacrifice and do things that some of us, girl, we're not ready to do. So I think this is an, also an important note for a lot of us don't be envious of the success that you see other people having when you know that you would like, or, or, or don't yeah envious is the wrong word because people can feel envious at times but there's a there's an like there's a very acidic sort of behavior that people exhibit or express when they see other people winning in a way that they wouldn't sacrifice to win in that same way if you're not willing to put in the work that they put in why don't you just mind your business and leave people to do the things that they're doing that's how I personally see it so Beyonce I just have to give her all the props man because I watched that and I just thought apart from juggling three children she's out here still trying to make the best possible Coachella performance known to man and she achieved that and I just think it's wonderful. I think that it's wonderful. She's kept the boundaries that she's kept all of these years and shared the things that she was willing to share. And once you start to learn about your own boundaries, you start to respect the boundaries that other people implement as well in their own lives. So big up uh, Candice Carty Williams and big up Beyonce. Two slaps on your chest. Yes. I've been getting to the money. And now everybody mad. Yeah, it was... I loved it. I loved it. Very, very wonderful. Anyway, let's move on to, we've had so much lovely loveliness. Let's move on to the absolute shit pile that is um, say, uh, So You Mad. So You Mad this week. The only So You Mad this week I have um, is the Notre Dame um, Cathedral or Notre, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, as the um, Americans like to call it. Notre Dame Cathedral or Notre Dame de Paris, is it? Our Lady of Paris Cathedral burnt uh, last week. Um, part of it burnt last week and very, very sad. Very, very sad. Um, I feel for you, man. Um, you know, that's very, very sad. What pissed me off is the number of people who came forward to show such sadness um, at this thing happening, this this building burning, this cathedral burning. And I just thought, well, you know, I would have loved to see this sort of sympathy for the black churches that people are deliberately burning down, for the mosques and other um, um, places that people are um, deliberately burning down. Um, I'd love to have seen this sympathy for Grenfell. 
And this is not what we saw. Theresa May has pledged that we will be donating or supporting France in rebuilding the Notre Dame Cathedral. And I need Theresa and her thin lips and her long throat to explain to me where that money is going to come from. Because when allegedly, what, 72 people died? Allegedly, because I know it was way more than that, died in the Grenfell um, Tower fire. Um, uh, Teresa Pussy Clark May said Well we don't have a magic money tree So we don't have a magic money tree When it's um, looking after the uh, Black and brown and you know just generally The working class people of our country That died in that fire And were made and the others who were made homeless As a result of that fire And uh, we had to crowdfund And um, to raise money to help those people We don't have a magic money tree for that But we have a magic money tree For a cathedral in France France was getting money What they got 21 Was it 21 million Or more than that Was it 21 billion I have to double check They got from Haiti When Haiti was just like I, We want our independence You can fuck right off um, So Haiti had to pay that money And now people are looking at Haiti And be like Oh my god look at it This 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 this, this trash place Look how horrible it is Why is it like that Because they had to give you their money When they wanted to be free of your tyranny um, And they're still not free, free of it They're not Instead of you to give the money back You refuse to But you'll be talking about International fucking aid Fuck your international aid Get rid of your stupid debt With the World Bank And all of this bullshit And let people go about Living their lives But France You've 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 colonised You've colonised In a way that you've tried to hide All of your higgy hagar So people won't call you out On your bullshit You don't need anyone else To give you money You've got money Use your money And you rebuild Notre Dame And there's always been Works done on it anyway So Go ahead Rebuild it Do what you need to do But if you're asking me To feel sympathy For a building That you You man could not feel For for human beings Then that's not That's not going to run And I had to um, Unfollow and block Certain black women Especially Who were talking about Oh my god Can't I just be sad Can't I just be sad That a beautiful building Burnt down And I don't want to hear About other things burning You're going to hear About other things Fucking burning You're going to hear About other things burning Because the fact of the matter Is that we need to look At the way that news Is told in this world In this western society News is told in a way That means that Black and brown people the, the bodies that are, that we lose of black and brown people Of marginalised people They don't get news time They don't get air time But we can all feel sad and be doing vigils And crying outside a fucking building Outside a cathedral Really But we couldn't have this same energy When for instance um, That boy Theo had a baton um, You know um, Extended in his bum Because of um, um, Racist police Who abused him and and we had um the other president that um whoever we had the other French president at that um point um Orland or whatever before this one came in. Um, and I don't like Macron Especially since what he said about Africa Oh yeah, well, instead of them breeding They should focus And the term breeding as well Instead of them fe- focusing on breeding They should fo- you know, focus on developing their economy Well, how can they when you all keep stealing their resources? How? 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 So... I just, no, it really, really bugged me. It really bugged me how there could be this like global fervor and, and, and we've got the, uh, what's it? Who's the, um, this vice president in America as useless as the main president, um, 
who's out here talking about, yeah, we're going to support France. Well, how about you support Flint, Michigan? How about you just support other states that, that are in your country that need your help? How about, I don't know, you support Puerto Rico? How about you support Mexico? How about you support certain other people that you're unwilling to support? You go and give them your support. You don't want to do that. You want to go and support France because all of you are colonizers together and colonizers recognize colonizers the way that real recognize real, fake recognize fake, thieves recognize thieves. So that's why you're definitely okay to be supporting them. I'm not saying that it's not sad that this um, piece of historic Higgy Hagar um, has burnt, but to say that it burnt down, like some people were saying, I'm like, fam, it didn't burn down, it burnt. What, you know what did burn down? Grenfell burnt down. Yeah, so let's talk about that. People had to jump out of the buildings and jump out of windows to their deaths. We could talk about things like that. Those are the important things. That's what I care about. And for the fact that Teresa and her Jankro self will be able to say, oh yeah, you know, we're going to support France with money, what, the money that we could use to support our own citizens, the money so we wouldn't have to be relying on food banks, the money that so um, um, children of primary school age and secondary school age can actually have breakfast in the morning. We we can't be doing that. We can't be using this money to provide free um, um, menstrual hygiene products. We, we can't be doing any of those things, right? There are so many things that we could possibly be doing with the money that you are intending to donate to France. Um, we, we could take some of the money back that we're using to look for Madeline because we know... I'm going to leave that for another day Because when I start You know I won't stop But I just think It's wild So I didn't enjoy seeing all of that And I had to unfollow A lot of black women Who were caping for it Because I just thought This is when Your your deeply rooted Um like colonized mentality This is when it jumps out And I'm not with it Go and do what you're doing Go and do it way over there I'm I'm not interested Anyway Moving on from So You Mad, let's move to um, Straw of the Week, aka Suck Your Mum. My Suck Your Mum for this week, my Straw of the Week, goes out to Phil Hazelwood, who's allegedly um, a um, journalist, um, British journalist, residing in Nigeria. I had to gather this bitch. I had to gather him the fuck together um, today. Well, not today, sorry. The other day, I had to gather him together the other day because... He wrote a tweet about Nigeria that really, really annoys me. Um, he tweeted, Nigeria's pretensions to be anything end on the Lagos to Badagree Road. Um, what an utter disgrace. Those responsible for letting it get in such a state should be ashamed. To which I responded, Nigeria's pretensions to be anything sounds really colonialist to me, to be honest. You can offer a valid critique without denigrating a country, but then again, white. So I feel like it's clear to anyone who has Who even got a D in reading and comprehension While they were in school um, to, to, to get from that That I don't mind you critiquing Nigeria But Watch your tone Watch your manners What do you mean Nigeria's pretensions To be anything When we now Deconstruct what you just said there You're basically saying That Nigeria is nothing Because you're for you to say Nigeria's, prete- Nigeria's pretensions To be anything Like how can these people Be parading themselves Like they are anything Whatsoever When they've got a road That looks like that But America is out here Parading itself As the most powerful country In the world And their states There are, there are cities That they have that don't have clean water, that don't have clean running water. They've got a high, high proportion of um, homeless people. There are state, there are places, there are cities in, in, in America that have gone bankrupt, right? Bankrupt. But that's 
um, the most powerful country in the world. You, you don't come with that energy. You don't come with that energy to talk about a country like America. But of course, you have all of the vim as a, as, as a burn in the sun white man to come and say all of this stuff about Nigeria. And this is my problem with Nigeria as a whole and with Nigerians as a whole. You, man, need to find some fucking self-esteem and find some fucking self-respect because these white dudes, these white people, these Lebanese, these Chinese people are rolling up in your country and they're taking you for idiot and you're having it because the the throne of the um, the colonizer is still so erect within your psyche as i'm always saying that you are willing to acquiesce them and to and to support anything that they're saying even if it's to your detriment fuck that and it brings us back to the tarot cards we as Nigeria are the queen of cups. We've got so many, so much to give in terms of resources to the world, but we don't value our resources in the way that we should. So we are in denial about the true power that we actually have and, and what we actually bring to the table. And we ultimately believe that, no, if we don't let people dis- disrespect us in this way, they might throw us um, to the wolves and they might ignore us and we won't be relevant. Let them try and throw us to the wolves. You know what? Because we are the wolves. How about that? How about that? Um, we're in denial about so much. And so we are happy for these men to come and these these white people to come and just say the wildest things and be okay with that because, you know, well, it, you know, why aren't our country people fixing it? How long ago did we get independence, like true independence? I po- po- posit myself to say, I don't believe that Nigeria is actually truly independent yet. I don't believe that. I feel like we had a whole fanfare about independence, but British powers, American powers, and all of them people there are still pulling the strings from behind the scenes. And that's why the country is in such disarray because we've only got puppets as leaders. And that is the problem. And that's why Nigeria can't succeed or get to where it needs to get to because the claws of colonialism have still not been extracted from our necks. That is part of the issue. That is what I am focusing on. So it just bothered me that he would say that like Nigerians pretensions to be anything. So he allegedly, well, he said to someone, he says in his mentions when someone says to him, like, what, who, what gives you the right to say that about us? And he goes, well, I pay my taxes, but bitch, I pay my taxes in Britain. Do you think if Theresa May or the queen, um, the queen them and the, and, and, the, and the prince them, do you think if they ever listen to my podcast, they would be happy with the views that I have? No, because they'll be the first ones to tell me, you should be great. You should be grateful for the fact that you live in Britain Regardless of me paying my taxes There are certain things, there are certain critiques about this country That they don't want to hear from me And either way The power dynamics are very, very different are very different. Me as a child of a colonized state Giving a critique of a colonizer state Is very different as you To you as a child of a colonizer state Giving your critique of a, of a formerly allegedly allegedly formerly colonized state it's very very different and and I hate that you lot want to draw false equivalences about these things because I just think it's so clear to see and that is why I have a problem with it so I tweeted and I said um Nigeria's issues are still symptomatic of being colonized by Britain. So I really don't want to hear any um, descendants. I wrote ancestors by accident. Descendants of colonizers opening their thin lips to critique the system that their forefathers intentionally destabilized. Nigeria has so much work to do. That's not something anyone can dispute. But I'd really like for the colonial sons and daughters to shut the fuck up and face their front. 
Nigeria's pretensions to be anything is so racialized as if Nigeria is this infant that white people must come to the aid of while simultaneously selecting the amnesia that they suffer from when it comes to remembering how this all happened. A country reading from the violence of colonialism may play dress up for a bit, decades in fact, to boost its own ego, but ultimately realizes that everything will crumble unless real work is done. That tweet has really annoyed me. Some of you really need to watch your tone when you're talking about countries that your homeland had had a hand in ruining. Mind out before you find out. For context, and I put up a picture of um, that I saw when I went to the um, slavery museum in Liverpool years ago, where a British colonialist have um, these black people, black men um, in Badagree. They have them behind them, standing on benches, and they've written um, "Happy." Christmas um, Bad Agree 1923 They've written it On the black people's bodies And They are In wearing white The Brits are wearing white Posing in front of these um, Black men Who are there To be used as Basically human Christmas cards And every time I look at that image I just think The goal The effantry That the Brits had My God Still have My God It's mad So don't come and now Tell me that Oh I mean look at the date 1923 So we haven't And And um, Independence came like decades after that Yeah So that's how you were treating our bodies We Have we had time to recover? Have we had time to recover from all of that fuckeries? I doubt I doubt it I don't think we have And yet So much is expected of us I don't get it I really really don't get it He now responded to me Phil Hazelwood And his burnt face And his long forehead Had the cheek to respond to me And say Africa's leading economy Giant of Africa Lagos the economic powerhouse All heard regularly In the six years I've been here Then you travel that road And others like it And you think Really? When? How? But sure Blame me Not the authorities responsible So here we have White fragility At its finest Because Are you jealous? Are you jealous That Nigeria has been called All of these wonderful terms? Are you jealous? Jealous Because like I've just shown you Countries like America Are called far greater things And they have far worse problems Yeah But it's Nigeria That you want to come And focus your energy on Just because you've been living there For a mere six years You and your long forehead You and your pale devil-like skin Shut up Um and I so I wrote back to him I said, oh, white fragility Blame me, not the authorities responsible Yes, I do blame you If you're not in Nigeria With a balanced perspective Of why it is in such a state Then you should simply get the fuck out There's no sympathy for you here Had you read the entire Rascal Art thread Instead of getting your feelings Because I'm not one of those Self-loathing blacks Praising you for your damning Incomplete hot take You would have been very clear that I hold the authorities responsible also Whether Nigeria is playing a game Of the emperor's new coat or not That's for Nigeria to figure out Without your deep-seated abhorrence of blackness There are economic supergiants um, Who co- don't provide clean water to Flint, Michigan uh, Michigan Can you show me a tweet where you've mentioned it? If you don't keep the same energy for these other countries that are clearly pretending, then keep Nigeria out of your mouth. I don't care if you live there or not. And then he wrote back to me and he said, the irony is you seem to be based in London. Obviously, I will be on your case if you complain about roadworks on the M25. Now, I'm just just like, show me the relevance in what you just said. Are you trying to say that, that, what is the irony there? What is the irony that a Nigerian woman is living in Britain? Where the fuck do you expect me to live? I followed my treasure. I followed my fortune. If you took shit out of my country to come and build this country. So bitch, I'm here too. If you take things from my country, I will also appear with the things. That's what will happen. And until you give my country back its things, 
I will be here for as long as I need to be here. Operation Rob This England 2019 forever and a day. Mind your business. Mind your business. There's no irony here. But he wrote that with the undertone of, oh, well, as a black, you should be grateful that you're in Britain. I wouldn't be on your case if you critique the M25. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing and it's not realistic. But you, and you're calling yourself a journalist at your, you're at your big, big age. You're calling yourself a journalist and look how mad you're moving. You can't even engage in a discussion with me intellectually. You don't have the range. You don't have the juice. You don't have the source. And this is why I'll keep batting up you girls and boys until you get your shit in order because you don't have it. Whether I'm teaching twerk, whether I'm teaching whatever, when it comes to intellectual debates, I will run you into the fucking ground because why? My mama didn't raise a fool. And that's why you're now getting this energy that you're getting. He really couldn't, he really didn't have much to say. He really didn't have much to say. So I said to him, where is the irony? Explain it to me so I can drag you four, five more times for your lack of knowledge about colonization and the economic disparities it caused slash causes on a global scale. Go on, Phil, do it if you're bad. But Phil didn't have the energy for it. He didn't know what to say. He just kept coming with very emotive responses like, well, do you know me? Because you're tweeting as if you know me. I don't need to know you. I know you're kind. I know you're kind. And and I said what I said. And the dis- disappointing thing is that I don't like to believe that black men are the weakest link. I don't like to believe that Nigerian men are the weakest link. But week after week, black men, specifically Nigerian men, will show up in my mentions and they'll show their entire fucking assholes. And I don't understand I only saw black men. I only saw Nigerian men jumping up to come and defend this guy. Well, is he telling a lie? Eh? Is he telling a lie? At the end of the day, come and look at the, the, the state of our country. Is he telling a lie? It seems like as if you are saying that the problem is because uh, Oyibo man is the one that's saying it. So me too, I'll tell you. Eh? But the, the London to Badag- um, the Lagos to Badagri road is a mess. <laughs> and I thought, look at the energy that you're giving. Look at the energy that you're giving. You see that same energy. If you ran on a wheel, you'd have constant electricity. How about that? And I don't care if I'm being fucking shady and disrespectful because you're being disrespectful to me and to yourself. You have no fucking respect for yourself. And this is why white men like this can come and chat shit about your country. And you're there like, bros, you're telling the truth. Ah, ah, You're telling the truth. I wish our government could do something about this. You know why your government can't? World debt. Yeah. This This mythical debt that we owe yeah you know why your country can't because guns because nuclear powers that's why your country can't because if your country ever used this outside voice to tell these motherfuckers to get out suddenly oh there's there's a radicalized um um um, um cohort of people that are doing this and we need to infiltrate nigeria to, con- to, to control them that's why your country's letting a lot of this bullshit go just fly by because they don't want um war after war after war after war And that's not to excuse their behavior because I know that there are other government officials who are ransacking all of the money that we could be using to help the citizens of Nigeria. So don't get that twisted. And I know that you've got that travel blogger as a president. So obviously I know that there are things in place that make life so hard for us. But as I said, these people are merely puppets because Britain never truly left Nigeria. And this is why white men like this can have the vim for people like me and not expect the flames right back. I gave it to him. He had to sharp. I told him at one point, like you're now, you're, you're dismissed. You can go, you can go. Um, because you, you clearly don't have the range for this conversation. And I just think that Nigerian men generally don't like when women talk and chat bad to men generally. And I think that that's what got his back up or got their back up. So they now came to come and like defend him. And I was like, but what, 
What are you defending there? Like he's a nonsense guy. He's a very, very nonsensical guy. I'm just trying to find a point where he re- responded and I had to really tell him about himself. Um, he said something. He said, where is it? Something like, oh, um, well, do you know me? Blah, 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 blah. I said, I don't. Basically, I don't want to know you. I don't need to know you. But what you need to know is that unless you're going to give a historically contextualized perspective on Nigeria and the challenges that it faces, shut the fuck up. And keep us out of your mouth That's really all I'm saying I'm not saying that no one can critique Nigeria Like it says in my very first tweet You can offer valid critique Without denigrating a country But then again, white He denigrated Nigeria by saying Nigeria's Nigeria's pretensions to be anything Listen, words have power Words mean things Nigeria's pretensions So Nigeria is pretending to be Lots of things and it is nothing This is basically what he's saying Meanwhile he's living in our country And possibly being one of the biggest patrons Of sex workers in his area Like shut up mate Just shut up Just shush Shush You're part of the problem Shush Stop getting involved Shut your mouth Shut your mouth And I don't care how harsh it might seem I just don't want to hear it And I I, I really don't So Phil needs to suck his entire mother And when I'm in Nigeria next If anyone wants to bring me the energy of like Oh this is Phil and you said this about him I'll say it to his face again I'll say it to his long forehead again I said what I said I meant what I meant It is what it is Simple So Phil can suck his mum All of the Nigerian men That came to his defence You can go and suck his mum as well Not even your own mums Because I'm sure that they Would just be as disgusted With your behaviour as I am You can go and suck his mum too You're all useless And and that's why We can't move forward as people Because you are so As Nigerian men So deeply invested In, in, in joining White men to oppress Nigerians that we can never truly thrive in the way that we need to and and that's part of the problem you don't want equality you just want equality with these um with these Brits with these Chinese with these um Lebanese people who are coming and doing whatever they're doing in Nigeria that's all you want and that's fine that's fine if that's what you want to do but I hope that black women have more sense the Nigerian women have more sense um and I know that that's not always the case But that they will strive for more Because we need better We need to do better And stop pretending to be independent And actually become independent as a country So that's pretty much it for from me for this week um, Very, very... Uh, Happy to be here Just happy to have the podcast back To being able to share All this wonderfulness with you all And like I said Holler at man Hashtag say your mind pod And get involved in the convos Like tell a friend to tell a friend Please don't invite nonsense people to my podcast But yeah Just tell commonsensical friends That they can come and listen to Um yeah, it's it's been real. It's been real. And I'll catch you, I guess, in two weeks, because I've given you two weeks of episodes. So I might catch you in two weeks. If I feel like it, I might be back next week. Who knows? Who knows? But thank you so much for listening. Look after yourselves. And like I say, always stay moisturized. Always, always make sure that your food is seasoned. I have been Kalechi Okafor, and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mom. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are gonna sip it, yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind